1: You're Locked on Packers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. In the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Two big things we're going to talk about on the show today. We're talking about Jordan Love and the lack of reps that he's going to get and also the opportunity he's missing out on, not from a learning standpoint, but from a showing-off standpoint from a proving himself standpoint I think that is just as important a thing to discuss and then in the second half of the show Dan Graziano from ESPN who is very plugged in very connected around the league uh, put together a list of players that he thought could potentially get deals done before the season starts and mentioned a number of Packers so I want to discuss that a little bit but let's start with Jordan Love Quarterback coach Luke Getze met with Packers media uh, earlier this month and mentioned all of the reps that these players are missing out on, not just Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, etc. And he talked about the details. He talked about the reps. Here's what he said:
0: um, "But the two young guys, yeah. I mean, there's gonna. I mean, that, it's gonna be a demanding training camp for them because they don't. They don't even know." exactly what the drill is that we're going to do yet you know and they don't know they've only seen a video of it they don't know um what it feels like for any of that stuff they, they haven't had to say a cadence or say a play in the huddle with the team and so i think all of those firsts are what you really enjoy by rookie minicamps and otas and and then min, uh, you know the, the veteran camp getting around the vets and seeing and hearing how Devontae talks about a route or runs around and what it's supposed to look like and watching aaron throw it And watching his rhythm and his feet, I just think there's a lot of value in all that and seeing that.
1: And I think we can imagine the opportunity lost here. We can imagine not getting the reps in the system holds you back. Everything about offense in particular is repetition. It's about rhythm. It's about, it's a dance. And you need to make sure everyone is on the same page. Everyone is moving together as one. And your only way of really doing that is to rep it out. And you have someone like Jordan Love who's learning a new offense. Aaron Rodgers is in year two of that offense. You're probably holding the offense back from fully blossoming in a way that it may have otherwise blossomed in year two by missing out on some of this OTA work. Now, of course, Aaron Rodgers, who thinks some of these voluntary and involuntary workouts are dumb or at least not useful to him, is likely not bothered by any of this. But Jordan Love needs the reps. Jordan Love needs to know what Devontae Adams looks like when he runs a slant or a dig or a corner route. He needs to know what it's like. He needs to know what that timing feels like. He needs to know what five steps feel like versus seven steps in these different route combinations. He needs to know what it's like to show the ball to Aaron Jones, pick up his head, turn around, find his receiver. Because that's going to be his responsibility sooner rather than later. He needs these reps. Now that stuff is obvious. We know he needs those reps. And once training camp opens, he's going to be behind because he only got to see on tape some of the fundamentals, some of the details, some of the concepts. He didn't get to learn by doing. Football, and like so many things, is about experiential learning. You need to be able to do it. You need to learn by doing. Most professions in life are learned by doing. You don't learn them in school. Football is one of the few things, sports, that in college you can actually get a really good on-the-job training without being on the job. and You can get it in college because the game prepares you so well for the NFL even though everyone will tell you the game is different, it's faster, it's harder, guys are bigger, stronger, faster, all that stuff course. Now there is another side to this and it's a side that we don't get to discuss. It's something that we are robbed of being able to do and it and it has its own pair of sides. The fact that we didn't get to see Jordan Love in rookie camp and we didn't get to see Jordan Love in OTAs means we don't get to drool over the throws that he's making. We don't get The reports from beat writers breathlessly talking about the ridiculous throw he made here, the throw he made there, the Aaron Rodgers-like thing that he did here. And that's not just a missed opportunity for us. That's not just missed opportunities for fans. It's a missed opportunity for Jordan Love because the players are watching. T.J. Lang said earlier this offseason that the players know right away. Now, I don't think that's true, not right away. Usually, if someone has a modicum of talent, you can see it. And if they don't, I think you can sniff that out pretty quickly. I think the frauds more than the good players, you can see, okay, no, that guy sucks. That guy just can't play. And that could be what we see from Jordan Love. I don't, I don't want to you know, rule that out. It could also be the case that he goes out and he looks lost, that he's throwing interceptions. And that all of a sudden, now we're piling on. Hey, Brian Gutekind, so why didn't you draft Michael Pittman Jr.? Why didn't you move up more aggressively for Brandon Ayuk? Why didn't you sign someone more high profile than Devin Funches in the offseason? Why are you wasting Aaron Rodgers' prime? This just Jordan Love guy can't play. But the other side, to me, is more meaningful. Because as soon as next offseason, Aaron Rodgers could be on the move. And Jordan Love needs every rep he can get, not just to improve, to pick up the offense, to rep these things out, but to prove to his teammates he is the guy. You know, Jason Wildy at the Wisconsin State Journal wrote a piece about the, the blueprint, the Aaron Rodgers blueprint. And he cites some people in that article who said they knew in practice – It was the cat-and-mouse game with Charles Woodson, but they really knew in the Dallas game. Now, that's two years into his career, but that was the thing that solidified it for them. You can go back and read the stories about the scout team and all the stuff Aaron Rodgers did. The guys on the squad knew Rodgers could play. It was the same with Pat Mahomes. You go back and you look at the quarterbacks who sat. There's always stories, yeah, we knew this guy could play when... We saw the talent when even guys who end up starting, uh, you know, who, who who come in as rookies and supplant veterans, they get a chance to come in right away. Rookie camp, OTAs, and then training camp. They get to solidify their status as a bona fide NFL player. Right now, Jordan Love's teammates aren't getting to see that. and And moreover, they don't get to see the practice habits. You know, it's more isolation. It's more classroom work. It's more Zoom calls with just the quarterback room or just the offensive staff or just the skill players. And you don't get those full squad practices where now the defense gets to see, Jair Alexander gets to see how live Jordan Love's arm is. And then you have iron sharpening iron. You have Zadarius Smith bearing down with Jordan Love running the scout team offense. Aaron Rodgers famously used to torch the Packers' defense, with Charles Woodson even, on the scout team because he was that impressive. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Love has that capability, but he doesn't get that opportunity. And that is harmful to his eventual ascension as the starting quarterback, or at least it potentially delays that ascension. He's going to have to do more once he can get on the field. In terms of the practice field first and then the actual game field, whenever that is. And he's going to have to work even harder next offseason, assuming we have a somewhat normal offseason to get to. The fact that we don't get to have that that discussion that I think turns some fans off, that sort of breathless play-by-play of practice, we might still get it with training camp, but we don't get that in the spring. Jordan Love, and it would have been different at rookie camp because he would have stood out. He would have been firing rockets because it's pretty, it's pretty remedial stuff. Then it's concepts everyone knows. Yeah, you're doing some installs, but it's a lot of one-on-ones. It's a lot of you know uh, seven-on-seven. It's all shells. So you're just getting to see some natural ability, and you can bet we would have gotten reports. Rob Domofsky tweeting. Oh, Jordan Love's arm is live. Tom Silverstein writing a column, oh, the talent is real. You can see it. The swagger. Or, you know, Ryan Wood, Pete Doherty writing, this is a disaster. This guy can't play. So it, it there is it is a blessing and a curse for Jordan Love because we don't have the added scrutiny, and that matters because the added scrutiny can affect a player. You have a a bad initial reaction, not just from fans, but from players as well. You have to work now twice as hard to get back in the good graces. So you don't have the added scrutiny, but you also don't have that added opportunity to make a good first impression on fans, on teammates, on coaches. That stuff matters, and it can't be quantified, and there's no EPA per play. There's no passer rating for it. There's no... Advanced metrics for it. It's that intangible. And teammates want to see how Aaron Rodgers reacts. Because that's part of this too. Aaron Rodgers will earn a lot of respect from his teammates by going out there and competing, being a good teammate, and doing what he's supposed to do. Going out there and not being rattled by it. Going out there and being the calm, cool, collected player and person that he usually is. They want to see Rodgers not blink with Jordan Love there because they know the situation. They've been in that locker room. They know what competition feels like. And they know Aaron Rodgers is a prideful guy. They know he is the face of the franchise. And yet here comes Jordan Love, a 21-year-old quarterback from a non-Power 5 school, you know Utah State. And you're going, okay, let's see how he reacts. Let's see how he holds himself. Let's see the body language, the demeanor. All of that. And Jordan Love gets that same acute eye. The players and the coaches would be very aware of how those guys are interacting, how those guys are carrying themselves, and it will matter. It matters. Does it ultimately prove winning and losing or failing and succeeding? No. But it is a step along the process. And it is more important, certainly, that, that Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers get the reps, the physical reps, the mental reps, all of that stuff. That is clearly the most important part of all of this. But there is this, this fringe benefit or lost benefit, lost value in not being able to go out and show your teammates, hey, this is what I got. And that means Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers in 2020 is still the guy. And so he needs to inspire that confidence just the same as Jordan Love does for the long-term future of this franchise. And if you're worried about the long-term future of your car, that means you have to go buy new parts for it when things start to break down. But that can be an intimidating process. You might not be a car expert. You're not someone who's reading the articles and getting heavy into the minutia of it all. If you walk into a store, it can be an intimidating prospect. That's why you can go to rockauto.com and know you are getting the lowest possible price. They're not going to gouge you. They're not going to worry about if you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. And they also don't have to worry about a brick-and-mortar storefront. So they can stock more names, more makes, more models for you. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brands, specification, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bobbles Galore. Bobbles Galore is the leading bobblehead retailer in the country. They have a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all the major sports leagues, including the Packers, the Brewers, and the Bucks, because they're officially licensed by the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL right now. In limited quantities, only 1,500 were made. They have a triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis Atetokounmpo, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. It's unlike any bobble you have seen before, I'm trying to tell you. As well, for those Bucks fans out there, they have another limited edition piece, the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead, along with an augmented reality experience in the Bobble Galore app. Right now, you can get that because these are going to go. I'm telling you, they're going to go. The NBA season is about to come back. Get that Greek flag Giannis before it is gone. They also have a super friendly chat feature on the website, so they're always there to answer any questions you may have. Bobbles Galore can also make custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event. Visit www.bobblesgalore.com and use the promo code locked on to get free shipping. That's www.bobblesgalore.com with the promo code locked on to get free shipping. All right, Dan Graziano at ESPN had an article about all the different players who might get contracts extensions sooner rather than later. And the names are not unfamiliar to you. We know that after this season, Kenny Clark's contract is up. Aaron Jones' contract is up. David Bakhtiari's contract is also up. And interestingly, Corey Lindsley not even mentioned in this piece, even though, in fact, his contract is also coming up. Devontae Adams is in this piece, even though his contract is not up for another two years. The player Dan seems most convinced Green Bay is going to sign and sign ASAP is Kenny Clark. Uh, He acts like that's fait accompli. And that makes a lot of sense because Kenny Clark is young. He is uniquely gifted for an inside player with his ability to rush the passer. He played 80-plus percent of snaps last year as an interior defensive lineman. That is really unheard of. And so, yeah, interior defensive players are not particularly valuable in most cases. Kenny Clark is a unique player. And we use that word too often. To mean pretty good or kind of special, no. Kenny Clark is one of two or three guys in the league. He is particularly special and was a draft pick. He is young. There's just no reason that they would let him go. There's no reason. Not injury prone. He's been an impact player. He gets better every year unless he wants crazy money. Unless he wants DeForest Buckner money, he is going to be a Green Bay Packer. And probably sooner rather than later. Green Bay has some salary cap space to use this year. Maybe they'll use it on an extension for Kenny Clark. Now, the offensive line, David Bakhtiari, we assume that's a no-brainer because of the position that he plays and because of the prolonged excellence that he has shown. Green Bay doesn't have a long track record, of extending offensive linemen at this point in their careers, but David Bakhtiari does not have the injury history of guys like TJ Lang, Josh Sitton, or Brian Bulaga, and he plays a premium position. It is much harder to find offensive tackles than it is offensive guards, and the position is more important. So... The expectation from from Graziano and I think from, from most people is that they'll get a deal done. He is underpaid and that the, the intent will be to get a deal done as soon as possible, to not let it get to free agency. Now, this is all complicated by the salary cap. What does the salary cap look like in 2021? If there are not butts in seats, We talked about this yesterday. We're talking about $3 billion plus in revenue that the NFL could be missing out on. That is going to affect the salary cap. Whether that means an uncapped year or it means something else, it is going to have an effect. And so that throws into question whether or not some of these deals are going to get done before we really know what's going on there. I mean, what is the circumstance going to be that will help teams understand, okay, do we need to backload the money in these deals? Because maybe that makes it easier to sign more of these guys. Say, okay, in 2021, you guys are all going to have to take really small numbers because the the cap may be way down. But in a couple years, a new revenue deal has been negotiated. And so, hey, look, there's going to be all of this money. The cap is going to go back up in a big way. And theoretically, we get a vaccine for COVID-19. Everyone wants to come back more than ever. Uh, They raise ticket prices because you know they're going to raise ticket prices and they're able to recoup that money and then some and the cap goes way back up. We know that the media deal is going to be huge. 2022, that media deal, whatever they sign is going to be massive. The cap is going to spike. But in the meantime, how do you plan for that? And the answer could be, well, you make guys take less money in 2021. And when you have multiple guys who are going to be up, is that easier or harder to do? It seems intuitive that those are going to be the two guys that they focus on. I think we can assume Corey Lindsley is not back unless he he takes a lot less. But they like Lucas Patrick. He's under contract. They drafted John Runyon Jr. He is someone who could play center in the future. I actually really like him as a sort of J.C. Tretter comparable type player and who could come in and, and play center and be really good. I think he can be a really good center. So you just don't pay Corey Lindsley top dollar. Maybe you pay him on a short-term deal. This salary cap question could modify the market in a lot of ways because there's going to be way fewer dollars to spend, fewer teams with money to spend, and so that could constrict the market. You may have to take way less money unless you're one of these top-of-market guys and a 30-plus-year-old center is not going to be that kind of guy. Maybe the Packers can get him back on a prove-it deal, or a two-year contract for a lower amount. That's something that I think they have to think about. Now, the, the, the interesting name is, of course, Aaron Jones. Dan Graziano does not think that he is likely to be back unless he gets to the Packers' number. That may seem intuitive, but Dalvin Cook does not seem at all inclined to go to Minnesota's number, assuming Minnesota's number is lower than what he wants. Green Bay is going to be interested in Aaron Jones. That's something closer to the Austin Eckler contract and not the Christian McCaffrey contract, not the David Johnson contract. It's not going to be 11, 12, 13 million. It's going to be eight, nine. And if he can get to 10, that would be a coup. He could be another player who that contract gets backloaded. Now you can't do that with guaranteed money or you can only do it so much. But he could be someone who's, okay, his contract in 2021 is $500,000 and it's all guaranteed money because you get that guaranteed money up front. You know, if you wonder why players do contracts like that, why you sign them, it's because you get that guaranteed money. That signing bonus money you get, even though it counts on the salary cap spread off across the years of that contract. So you could be cute like that. The Packers did it with their big free agent signings last offseason. You know, some of Zadaria Smith, Adrian Amos, these guys were making peanuts last year, but they got huge guarantees. So that signing bonus helps you say, okay, well, the salary, who cares? I'm getting this money. So it's really like it's it's part of my salary anyway. And on the cap it is. Now, the other name that I think is interesting is Devontae Adams. And they could do a deal in this same vein. They could do a deal that lowers his contract number in 2021, but overall expands his contract number because of this very idea. You extend him, you give him new signing bonus money, you lower his base salary for 2021, but you up his total comp moving forward and that gives him a chance to you spread that signing bonus out. He's going to get a bunch of money in a signing bonus, but a lower base salary to help ease the burden on the 2021 cap. Once we find out what's going to be happening here, don't be surprised if there's a flurry of activity, if a bunch of contracts get done, because I think a lot of teams and a lot of players are waiting on this stuff. It's important and it's minutiae to you and me. And it's it's not something that's going to lead the conversations on SportsCenter. It's not going to be something that's going to be the top of Colin Cowherd's show. It's not going to be on First Things First or First Take or, or whatever those shows are. Do people still watch those? I don't even know. Are they still, I know they're still on, but do people watch them? Anyway, it is important to the Packers because bring this back to our first conversation with Jordan Love. He is going to be taking over sooner rather than later, 2021, 2022, maybe 2023. What does that team look like? Is David Bakhtiari under contract when he takes over? Is Devontae Adams under contract when he takes over? Is Aaron Jones under under contract when he takes over if you want to put Jordan Love in the best position to succeed you sign Aaron Jones and maybe you come up in price a little bit because you have to because you want Jordan Love to succeed these are accommodations that teams might have to make because they want to prop up a player like Jordan Love those things have repercussions And if you're someone like Aaron Jones, you try and reap the benefits of those things because of the position the Packers are in. They want Jordan Love to succeed. They want Aaron Rodgers to succeed, regardless of who the quarterback is in 2021 and 2022. The Packers want to put the best team they can around them, and that creates leverage for these players to say, hey, extend me. Hey, give me this long-term contract. Pay me the money I know I'm worth. And the Packers are going to have to figure out a way to do that. And if you're looking to find your own worth, there's no better place to do it than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where you can make all of that happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself what's your warrior and text ALPL to 462-769 to find out. That's ALPL to 462-769.
0: David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich, thanks to Dave's killer one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store
1: all right we're gonna be back next week a lot more to get to on the packers as we head toward training camp we know that the Packers are planning on having a training camp. We don't have any more details on it at this point. We normally do because we'd normally be five, six weeks out from training camp. And we don't actually know what that's going to look like. We don't know if they're going to have training camp as normal. And, and there was just some reports that we might have new COVID helmets. They look pretty badass, I have to be honest. So a lot is still up in the air right now. And, you know, that is true not just in the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball. Everyone is trying to figure out, okay, what's the deal? What makes sense? What are we trying to do? And that's for leagues that are imminently opening. They're still trying to get those questions answered. So don't be surprised if we're looking up here at the end of July and we're still trying to figure out what training camp is going to look like. And don't be surprised if we're sitting here end of August, early September, and still thinking about, okay, what is this season going to look like? What is the fan situation going to be? And, you know, the, the governor of Ohio came out and said the Hall of Fame game cannot have a full stadium. It just doesn't make sense. OK, can there be 20 percent capacity, 30 percent capacity? Does that number change tomorrow? Does it change the next day? What's going on here? The numbers change every single day. And so that's why there's really not a lot that can be set in stone because this all changes. So. We're going to try and keep you as up to date on all of it as we can to make sure you are up to date. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.